Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We begin with the responsory verses from Psalm 118. Please stand. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. It is better to trust in the Lord. It is better to trust in the Lord. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.
The lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if, in fact, the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. The fact that Christ is risen from the dead is a pivotal truth for all of human history. At Easter, God fulfilled that promise he made thousands of years earlier. At Easter, God shows his power over sin, death, and Satan. Easter shows that we no longer have to fear death and hell, but through faith in Christ, we too will rise again from the dead and enter eternal paradise. If Christ is not risen, then all this is worthless. We should all go home and prepare for a miserable eternity. St. Paul uses strong rhetoric here in this letter to his dear friends in Corinth. They were confused about the resurrection and what it all means. It was a topic that was foolish to Greek philosophy, it was beyond human reason, and therefore they thought it was impossible. And we too have to admit that we cannot understand it either. We can't understand someone rising from the dead, but we believe it because that's what God tells us. Rising from the dead is essential to the Christian faith. Several times, Paul sets up his opponent's viewpoint with these words against the, the resurrection of Christ. He says, if Christ is not risen, if there is no resurrection, if God did not raise Christ, if the dead do not rise, if Christ is not risen, he says, if those things are true, and then he lists the many negative consequences, then our preaching is empty. Then your faith is also empty. Then we are false witnesses of God. Then your faith is futile. You are still in your sins then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Then we are of all men the most pitiable. But then Paul removes all doubt and all worry with a simple statement according to God's own word. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. It is a most comforting teaching of the Christian faith that those who die in the Christian faith rise again to live with him forever in heaven. It is what gives us comfort when our loved ones die. Otherwise, we have little to live for. Only this life where we end up 
returning to the dust from which we are made. Yes, we can have enjoyment in our earthly life, but never perfectly. We carry always sinfulness with us in all that we do. But when we know that we live not for this world only, but for the world to come, we have a hope that others cannot understand. When we grieve, it is not like unbelievers who have no hope, as Paul says. And when we face death, we do not have to be afraid. But we look forward to entering eternal life and being joined again with those who have gone before us in the Christian faith. Because, Paul says here, Christ is risen from the dead. Other people had risen from the dead or had been raised from the dead. Jesus raised others. Jairus' daughter, the young man of Nain, Lazarus, his dear friend, that brother of Mary and Martha of Bethany. But Jesus, our Savior, Christ, the promised Messiah, is the first to rise from death by his own power. Yes, the Bible says God raised him, and it also says Christ rose again. For God the Father and the God the Son work together, united in their work for our salvation. Jesus rising from the dead is a divine miracle and a work of the triune God who created us, redeemed us, and sanctifies us. Maybe this seems so familiar. You've heard it again and again. Maybe you're tired of hearing that same message over and over again. But this message, this message of Easter and Christ's resurrection, gives you a reason to live every single day. It gives meaning to all that you do. This message changes your eternal destiny. It determines where you will be for all eternity. Think about it. Ponder it again. You will rise from the dead. Savor that love that God has for you in this miracle. For this miracle is also yours. Your body will rise again from the dead. You will see God face to face. You will be without sin. You will be without guilt, without fear. Because Jesus paid the penalty for your sin on the cross and rose in triumph and victory over sin and Satan. Jesus promises, because I live, you will live also. Jesus does not lie. So how do we celebrate this victory, this hope, and this certainty? There are many customs that go along with Easter. Easter eggs remind us of new life rising again. Chocolate and candies remind us of the sweetness of this blessed gospel message. And gathering with family reminds us that we will be reunited in heaven when we rise to eternal life in the world to come. And we celebrate this with living a life of hope and certainty, a life of thankfulness to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We celebrate by singing his praises, and there's a hymn that summarizes these thoughts and this joy. He is a risen, glorious word. Now reconciled is God my Lord. The gates of heaven are open. My Jesus did triumphant die, and Satan's arrows broken lie, destroyed hell's direst weapon. Oh, hear what cheer! Christ victorious riseth glorious life he giveth. He was dead but see he liveth.
May God bless us as we continue our Easter celebration today and every day until we are raised to life eternal. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Please turn to page 155 in the front of the hymnary, and we will pray together collect number 62. Please rise. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you delivered your Son for our offenses and raised him again for our justification. We beseech you, grant us your Holy Spirit, that he may rule and govern us according to your will. Graciously keep us in the true faith, defend us from all sins, and after this life, raise us to eternal life. Through the same, your beloved Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.
peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.